Breaker One Niner out there on the interwebs. Get your ears on for the Fitness Skills Podcast from GMB, where we will teach you how to get strong by practicing skills you actually want to learn and have fun in the process. My name is Andy Fawcett. I'm not only the founder of the GMB Posse, I'm also a client. And here with me is the hero of the GMB Epic Saga, Ryan Hurst, our program director and head coach. Ryan, are you ready to drop the hammer? Drop it! I just have to say, since I'm in Japan, Happy New Year. That's all I got to say. So we can start now. That's good. That's good. And a, a big kotoshimo <laughs> yoroshiku. That's right. All right. So uh, Happy New Year to everybody. I hope you had uh, quite festive festivities. Um, and yeah, so moving on, we've got yeah. this whole brand new year we have to contend with. That whole 2012 BS is behind us now, and so yeah. we're still here. Yeah, we are. Yeah. The but, world did um, not end. It so didn't. That's good. And unfortunately, none of the stupid shit that we wish would have ended ended either. It's <laughs> no just no kidding. Uh, I wish we could have just kind of like cut it all off, but unfortunately, we are still dealing with the same world. So we've got to make the best of it. That's uh, right. I don't know. I've. I've I'm kind of a, a crotchety old man about arbitrary demarcations in time. I, 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 I couldn't th- tell. Yeah, I, I really know. couldn't tell. All, all um. the hate mail against <laughs> resolutions and, uh, yeah. I don't know. I think it's just one of those things that when we start trying to mark things off so much and be like, oh, it's the new year, so I have to have new goals and yeah. new everything, and I'm, I'm really going to change this time. Yeah, it's that's BS because you know time doesn't just move in discrete increments like that, and neither exactly. do we. It's a continuity. It's always a continuity, and so anytime we want to make changes, anytime we want to do something different, we have to contend with the fact that we have to adjust what's come up to this point. And what would that be? Everything. I mean, come everything. Everything Especially you are. are habits. Right? Yeah, everything so, yeah. that you are is is habitual, and so. Yeah. It's really, it's really hard to make those changes, which is why... Which is why what? Which what? is Come why... On, What's we, the next one? We unleashed a couple of days ago on Alpha Posse, on our unsuspecting poor Alpha Posse, we unleashed upon them a fearsome technology known as Changerator 3000! And you have to say it that way because <laughs> it's in all caps and there are yes. three exclamation points. Changerator 3000. I'm sorry. Wait, wait. We can't. I'm back up. Back up. Changerator 3000 is an advanced technology for making habit change. So you actually made the thing, Ryan. So why don't you just tell us a little bit about it? Yeah, basically what we're doing is rather than saying that we're going to focus on a goal for the new year, we're going to look at our habits and basically looking at killing a bad habit and creating a good habit. And instead of just saying, yeah, I'm just going to focus on this particular goal, we're actually looking at some of the reasons why, for example, you said earlier, we don't follow up with our goals and what we can do about changing that. And so over at the Alpha Posse, that's what we did. Uh, focus on killing a bad habit and creating a good habit with the Changer Raider 3000 exclamation point three times cool yeah definitely I think Changer Raider 3000 is going to <laughs> be an amazing amazing thing for everyone in Alpha and uh, you know if you're not an Alpha Posse uh, you can't have it and so uh, sorry 
Um, yeah, sorry. Let's end the conversation there. Yeah. Basically, you need to join Alpha Posse. Yeah. So. so what else are we going to talk about today besides Alpha MV? Well, I don't know. I think that's about it, really. I think we just end right there with the Change Raider 3000. But maybe we should talk a little bit about some other stuff. Uh, let's go into some questions, some Q&A. All right. Q&A. Good, because I, I really don't want to hear your Mr. T voice again. That's cool. Yeah, yeah we're done with that. All right, good. <laughs> All right, so first, cue to be aid. Is it okay to practice handstands every day? Well, you know what? It depends on your goals. And I, I almost didn't want to say that. I just, I, I just didn't want to say that just because, you know, we're, you know, New Year, talking about goals. I just, I just want to say that. Um, well, you know what? It, it really just depends because, uh, sure, you could practice handstands every day, but it's it comes down to what are you doing it for? It's really what are you doing it for? Let's say you've got um, uh, another training program that you're working on, uh, maybe – I don't know. Let's say maybe you're working with the rings or something like that. Let's just use the rings as an example. Um, if you're working, for example, with the rings one, which is our first uh, program uh, with the rings, there's not any handstand work inside of uh, rings one. So maybe you want to work on your handstands. However, if that's the case, I really don't suggest you work on your handstands every single day. The reason for that is if your main goal is the rings, then make sure that you're focusing first and foremost on the rings then you can follow up with some you know handstand practice maybe two to three times a week and i really think that would be good enough um again it's just your goals and it goes for everything you can put your handstand work into um your ring work just as long as it's not slowly becoming the main focus of your program when in the beginning your main focus was the rings that makes sense so um don't try and combine too many things into once. And in fact, just focus on your major goal. And then if you do want to focus on handstands, I would just have fun with them. Um, that's about it. I mean, there's a lot we can say about this, but yeah. really that's it. So, well, I think one of the things is this. Handstands are cool. People want to be able to do them. And so they go and they look for information on handstands. And it just so happens to be uh, sort of... Uh, I guess a resurgence in interest in hand balancing lately. And so you have some guys that are like professional hand balancing performers yeah. out there. And that's great. A couple of them uh, that we're in touch with pretty frequently. And uh, you know, they do some amazing, amazing stuff. And they train every day. And so if you ask them, how do I get good at handstands, you have to understand that these are people with incredibly high standards compared to just someone who wants to do a handstand. Yeah, right? plus it's their job. It's, it's their job. Yeah. So, yeah, if you ask a professional acrobat how to get good at handstands, they're going to say, you have to practice every day. Of course they're going to say that because their standard of being able to do a handstand means being able to do a variety of handstand positions and transitions and things like that. You know what? If you just want to be able to do a handstand, you don't need to practice that much. And I'm not saying that practice is bad. But you need to know, like, so, Ryan, you said, you know, it depends on your goal. Well, I also think that like, goals have sort of um, degrees, right? Yes, 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 yes. If you yeah. say your goal is you want to be able to do a handstand, well, there's a lot of different degrees of able to do a handstand. Yeah. And so you need to know 
to what degree you want to be able to do a handstand and how important is it to you to get that within a certain time frame. For most people, you know, a few times a week, a few minutes at a time, will get them doing a passable handstand within a couple of weeks. Yeah, and that's a great point. You know, look at it in a way, um, is this recreational? Is this for a job? Or is it in between? And so you kind of, like you said, there's there's those levels of your goals. And so you need to figure out where you are within that and do it that way. So if you go, just like you said, to a circus performer or a professional hand balancer in, in some other form, whether circus or not, they're, of course, going to say, yeah, if you want to get the hands, you got to do it every single day. And for them... They're getting paid. And so if they don't practice on that every single day and make sure that they're up for doing it and working on the more advanced variations of hand balancing, then, you know, they won't be able to support their family. So look at what it's for and then make adjustments for that. Yeah. And and that goes really for for any kind of goal is just understand the degree of of what you're going to call success. And, of course, the follow-up then is, you know, now that we've covered, you know, is it okay to practice every day and should I? Uh, people always ask this, so I, we should just kind of cover it briefly, is how, does, how do I integrate handstand training into my training program? Because, I mean, even assuming, so let's assume that handstand isn't your main goal, because if it were, you'd be wanting to integrate the other training into your handstand work, not the other way around. Right. Right, so how do you in- integrate accessory handstand work into a training program? Sure. Well, there's, of course, a lot of different ways that we can do this, but let's go back to the rings example. So we're using rings one, and let's say that we're performing rings one four times a week. We do it Monday, Thursday, or pardon me, Monday, Tuesday, and then Thursday, Friday. So what we could do is on Wednesday and Saturday, we could focus on our handstands. Okay, that's just one example. Another example is if you just want to do some handstands after your workout. So you do your rings workout. And then you can work on your handstand. You're not going to be fresh, of course, because you've gone through this intense workout on the rings. But you can still practice a couple of handstands right after your workout and get in time on your hands. So that's just two examples that you can um, use in order to keep working on your handstands. All right. Very cool. Very cool. All right. Let's A the next cue. All Um, right. I can't get the tuck-to-tuck shoulder stand. What should I do? So for anyone that isn't familiar with Rings 1, the tuck-to-tuck shoulder stand is the move in Rings 1 that everyone has difficulty with. And it makes sense because in the beginning portion of the program, it's the hardest move. Right. And so you go from, well, you, why don't you go in and describe the movement and then maybe talk about some of the, the things that people have trouble with. Sure. Okay. Just to talk, go over the movement quickly. Uh, we have the top position in the rings is basically where we are above the rings, uh, supporting our body with straight arms. Uh, from there, we bring our knees up towards our chest in a tuck position. Okay. So that's the initial tuck. From there, we pull our butt back, and as we bend our arms, we take our shoulders down to our hands, so that our feet are now going to be above us, and we'll be in a shoulder stand on the rings. So that's what we mean when we're talking about the tuck to tuck shoulder stand. This is a very difficult movement, and quite possibly the hardest movement in rings one. We get questions all the time regarding this. People say, I can't do it. What should I do? And actually, this same movement appears in our parallettes uh, program as well. And so, um, you know, whether it be rings or parallettes, we, we get this question quite a bit. So 
What we need to do is we need to step back and look, first of all, how long have you been working on it? So we might get a person who said, I just tried to do the tuck-to-tuck shoulder stand and I can't get it. Well, you know what? Hate to rain on your parade, but it's probably going to take you a little more than one to two tries to get it. You do need to make sure that you're working up to being able to even start practicing it. And that's the key point. We don't just throw this movement out at you from the very beginning. We use progressions that build up to being able to do it. So that means that you first need to be able to have a solid tuck. Now, not just being able to pull your legs up, but actually being able to keep your arms straight, keep your chest up, your back straight, and hold the tuck for a certain period of time before you even move into trying to go into the shoulder stand. So then after that, of course, you want to start working on having the shoulder strength and arm strength to be able to support yourself upside down. So it's not that we're going directly from the tuck to the tuck shoulder stand. We start off with the tuck, then we make sure that we can perform a bent leg, bent arm stand, which is actually the shoulder stand. And we do this by lowering our rings and starting with our feet on the ground and just trying to place or take our shoulders to our hands. So it's always about progressions and making sure that you're strong in the lower progressions and then eventually working up to being able to do it. So if you can't get the tuck-to-tuck shoulder stand, then and it really doesn't you know, just have to be the tuck-to-tuck shoulder stand. It can be any movement, any, any hold at all. Basically, you need to go back and figure out where you're weak in that particular movement. Because we all know there's a beginning, there's a middle, and there's an end. And so if you can look at exactly where you're weak and where you're having problems, shore up those deficiencies, make it strong, and then put it back together, you're going to be progressing towards being able to perform that movement. Videotape yourself. This always helps. Uh, You might be thinking that you're doing something when actuality, when you look at the video, you realize that you're not. So uh, do what you need to do in order to get strong in that movement. And that could be going down a level. Maybe you're trying to jump up to the tuck-to-tuck shoulder stand too quickly. So take it down. Keep working on a level that you can perform and go deeper within that level. There's just a couple of examples that you can use. Very cool. All right. So since this is the beginning of the year, uh, I'm going to go on and continue to be a crusty old man about things. (laughs) Continue to be a curmudgeon and just say to a lot of you out there, I, I hate to do this to you, but you probably will not achieve your goals. I know. I know. It's not nice to say that. I can't believe you said that. It's not nice. It's not nice. I'm supposed to say you can do it. If you believe it, you can achieve it. (laughs) I'm sorry. I couldn't say that with a straight face. (laughs) I'm sorry. (laughs) Oh, sorry. Yeah. Oh, boy. Yeah. Right? (laughs) It's unfortunate. I hate to do this, but... For the vast majority of people listening to this right now, you will probably never, ever get a planche or an iron cross. And that's okay. It's okay. It's okay. The thing is, a planche is damn hard. I can't do one, and I probably never will either. Iron cross, same story. These are incredibly difficult moves. Now, of course, a gymnast will say, well, those are, are really, those are, you know, basic moves, you know. For a gymnast, yes, sure. but are you a gymnast? No. If you're a gymnast and you're listening to this, 
not to leave you out, but you are in the vast minority here. So allow me to speak to everyone who is not the one gymnast listening to this. <laughs> Planches and iron crosses, those are advanced moves for you, buddo. And you probably won't get one. And that's okay. Because training up through the progression it takes to get to those things, even if you don't reach the destination, right? You're still going to learn a lot of stuff. It's like learning a language. Even if you never get 100% fluent, hell, I never got 100% fluent in Japanese, but my 75% fluency took me a long way, all right? And if you get 75% of the way to a planche or an iron cross, you're going to be damn strong. Oh, yeah. You know? So... Yeah, it's great to have big goals, but realize that some of them are probably not going to happen. And realize also that it's okay. Don't focus so much on, I mean, goals are great, but don't lust after results is kind of what I'm getting at here. That's good. Don't lust after results. Results are good. You need to measure. You need to test and, and all of that truly. But... It's the process and the path and the training is what makes the difference in your life. And even if you don't make it 100% of the way, you know, you're still going to learn a lot of stuff and you're going to improve in the meantime. So, I mean, Ryan, what do you think? I mean, most, oh, that's most, great. I, yeah, most I people agree. a planche. I mean, I, I don't I don't mean to say, you know, you can't do it. Uh, Most people with sufficient time, energy, and a great work ethic who put in the the work in a sound progression can get there. But. Yeah, it's exactly. Yeah, that big but. And and this it's a great point. I mean, if we really look at a planche or an iron cross and look at the time and I'm talking like not just a three month kind of thing here, we're talking you know, probably a good year, depending on where you're at. Two, three, or five. Get, yeah. And, you know, to get a solid base for the planche, I mean, the majority of people who actually step back and say, okay, I'm going to spend the next year working my planche, most people be like, screw that, you know? But the thing is, it's, it's again, it's that process. It's it's the journey. And you're going to be getting strong. As long as you put in the time, you're going to be getting strong and working towards that. And so, yes, it's great to say, you know, I want to get a planche. Okay, well, understand that it's, it's going to take a shitload of time and a shitload of training. And so, you know, you got to have that work ethic, like you said. So yeah. it's not that you can't do it, but just understand that, if you if you really want to get it, this isn't just something that is going to come overnight. And so, focus on the journey and keep at it if you want to do it. So, and so that's also you know exactly why you know when when people send us emails or ask us on Facebook or whatever, um, you know, can you teach me to do a planche? You know, we don't just say yes, of course, buy X. Yeah, yeah. You know, because here's the thing. If some person comes up to you and says, can you teach me to do a planche? Well, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what else is, is going on in your life. I don't know what kind of condition you're in right now. I don't know what your training and injury history is. You know, all those things matter. And that's why we don't sell a program that's just called planche. And, you know, even going even deeper with that, even the programs that we have out there, it's really difficult to actually program 
things because we have to take a look at the majority of people that we're working with. You know, really, I would love to be able to sit down with a person one-on-one and create a special program just for them, okay? Yeah, I mean, that is the ideal situation. But, um, you know, where we are and what we're doing, you know, we have to look at the majority of people. And so just like Andy was saying, you know, really, it's tough just – you just don't want to say, sure, here's a program, download this, and you can get the planche in three months. Uh, well, you know, there's a lot of other factors involved here. So good point, Andy. That's that's what I want to say. Yeah, and it's, it's just true, you know, like, yes, R2 can teach you how to get to an Iron Cross level if all the other factors are right, you know. Yes, yes. But if somebody says, well, R2 get me the Iron Cross – the answer is probably no, because if you have the mindset that a, a bit of information is going to get you a skill, then you probably are in that 99.9% who will never get an Iron Cross. That's and, just the way it is. And to lead into another a point, um, you know, if you really, if that is what you want, then I suggest getting help. And so... It's not just downloading a program and just saying, okay, I'm just going to do this. There are little fine points within there that having a coach, it's going to make such a big, big, big difference. And just to give an example, um, right now I'm working on a one-arm handstand. Well, rather than just doing it by myself, I went ahead and found a coach that can help me, a guy named Steve Atlas, who's just amazing. And so he's helping me right now and working on my one-arm handstand. There's just little things that that I miss, you know. And even though, yeah, I can do a handstand and whatnot, you know, I'm not at that level where I can do a one-arm handstand. And rather than me just bumbling through it, you know, I get the coach. I got a coach uh, to help me through it. So that's something else I suggest that, you know, if you do have the desire and you really want to work on something, I suggest doing it right. Get a coach, get help, and <laughs> yeah. keep working with it. Yeah. And and the bigger the skill, the bigger the skill, the bigger the goal, the more important coaching becomes. Yes, yes. Um, you know, uh, we got an email earlier today even, you know, <laughs> Can you can you teach me a progression for one arm chin ups? And mm. no, no, not really. I I'm sorry because it's just it's a very very difficult move, and you there's no progression. It's not like step A, step B, step C. You're gonna need somebody who can look at your progress. Yes, right. you will get injured at some point if you're working on a very difficult skill like the one arm chin up you will have an injury at some point and you're going to need a coach who will be able to help you mitigate that and strengthen and then move beyond it you're going to need somebody who can adjust those things as you go along it's not something that you can just follow a recipe out of the betty crocker gymnastics cookbook yeah right exactly and and that's the thing i mean Another good point, that's if you have a major goal and you know exactly, okay, this is the big thing that I want to do. You know, the unfortunate thing is that, especially with this time of the year, everyone out there has so many damn goals and new things that they want to do that they think they should combine everything. And and they try to do everything on top of everything else. And, yeah, that's only going to lead to injury. It's frustration, and it's just silly. So, you know, if you do want to get something, focus just on one major thing at a time. It's it's not going to help you to combine everything, and 
you're just going to get injured. Yeah, so. and so I just, I also just want to mention. I mean, so when we say that you're going to be working with with Steve Atlas on your one arm handstand, I mean, you're also you're still going to keep training for the marathon and doing deadlifts three times a week, right? Well, actually, deadlifts I'll be doing four days a week. I decided because I need, <laughs> I need, I need more more work on those. And so, well, one arm handstands that, that's only upper body. So, I mean, your your glutes are just going to atrophy. Exactly. And so that's why I'm thinking of also adding in maybe, you know, some some jumping um, exercises. I'm probably going to go back to the gym, too, and focus on working on the double back flip. So, you know, that should help. Yeah. So what do you um, think? Yeah. So that that was sarcastic, everyone. I just want you to know that we, we <laughs> this isn't happening. No, I mean, that's, that's just to illustrate the point is like when you have a major goal, you know, choose one. Um, like you said, that's one of the, the hazards of this time of year is that we have so many different areas of our life that fall short of perfect. And we get caught up in the, the change of the year and we think we're just going to fix them all at one point. We're gonna, we've got our personal goals, our spiritual goals, our career goals, our fitness goals, our family goals. And then we start branching off into like littler things like, oh, I want to I write that book. Um, I, I need to learn guitar. Uh, besides just the intro to Stairway to Heaven that I learned when I was 17, <laughs> I need to learn like the rest of the song now, right? And we start when we start breaking it down, we realize we've got like 50 different areas of our life that we could improve upon. And then the only way to work on all those simultaneously is to try to get hyper regimented, and then yeah. so we we buy a new a new reminder app for our iPhone that has that we can like make fifty new calendars for each goal and break them down, and like every thirty eight seconds a little thing pops up on your iPhone that says, "Did you practice Stairway to Heaven yet? Uh, yeah. Did you meditate? Like yes, for thirty eight seconds I just meditated. Thank you, iPhone. Yeah, that doesn't well, work. Yeah, you it have to choose work. a main goal. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. Anyway, sorry, sorry to rant there and cut you off. You can go on and say whatever you wanted to. Say. Oh no, no. I just say you know we do a lot of stuff at GNB. I mean, we get a lot of shit done, but we focus on one thing at a time. And I think you know it, it's like everything that we've just been talking about. If you're going to do something, do it right. Focus on on that one thing. Uh, get help if you need it. Make sure that you're doing everything that you can in order to do it well but also remember that it's difficult to try and multitask when doing it so just even to get back what i'm doing my main thing right now i'm focusing on my one arm handstand you know that's it i still do other work you know i'm still working out and doing some stuff but really it's about the one arm handstand that's what i want right now and so you know my new coach steve he knows that and so that's how we're doing it. So I just say to everyone out there, don't try and mix and match. Pick one thing, stick with it. When you get it, move on. Yeah, and, you know, I know that sounds so obvious, but people still think, oh, but, you know, that doesn't apply to me or not in this particular case because, you know, my goal is really, is really it's mostly right arm dominant, and I've still got two <laughs> legs and a left arm and a neck that I can work out with other things, you know, without affecting my right arm goals. You know, I mean, that's... 
that seems to be the way people look at fitness. And it, it comes back to the bodybuilding thing where everything's like, oh, this exercise works the, the lateral triceps head. Like, I don't even know if the triceps has a lateral head. I'm just saying. Um, exercises do not work just one muscle, and skills do not work a single muscle. And to go back to the guitar example, if my New Year's resolution were to get better at guitar playing, you know what? That's great. I would not try to learn Stairway to Heaven at the same time that I was working on transcribing a Segovia solo. At the same time, I was also trying to memorize some really intricate uh you know, Steve Vai track. At the same time, I was trying to remember all the different uh, inversions of the E flat sustained fourth chord for three notes at a time across the, the guitar neck for jazz playing. Like, I wouldn't do all those things at once. They're not related, so they shouldn't interfere, right? That's oh, not yeah. how it works. It's not how it works. Everything is related. Okay, so anyway. Uh, I'm going to stop coming up with weird-ass examples of this. I hope that one of them them has taken hold in you, you dear (laughs) listener, and you choose to choose. Choose to choose. That's what I hope for everyone. Um, Cool. So, yeah, focus on one major goal, then focus on another one. Um, Ryan, you got anything else? You know what? I really don't. Okay. You know? Um, I would say something else, you know, about it starts with a C and ends with three exclamation points, but I'll refrain from saying that. So, what you mean, change your 3000? Yes, they must Yeah, so you know, the the it, it's gonna be good for those of you in alpha, you should get that. Um, get to work on it, it's gonna change your life. Um, and for the rest of you, um, well, you can join Alpha Posse, or you know, you can not. It's up to you. We only want people in Alpha Posse that want to be in Alpha Posse, yeah. that love GMB and want to be part of the group. So if it ever seems like we're trying to hoist it on you, it's just because, damn, we love Alpha Posse. Oh, yeah. um, and we'd like you to be a part of it. But if it's not for you, then it's not for you. Either way, though, uh, we hope that you take some of the things we've said today to heart Really think about your goals, not only the end result, but the degree to which you really need to master that thing. Choose a thing, work on it, focus on it, and be realistic. You know, recognize that you might not go from 300 pounds overweight to doing a planche in two months. Yeah. You know, uh, and be easy on yourself when that happens. But I hope that some of this has been helpful to you. Uh, If it has, I would really, really appreciate it. And... Amber would really, really appreciate it. Um, and I guess, Ryan, you would too, I'm assuming. If yeah, yeah, I might. people would just go to iTunes and leave us a rating uh, in the iTunes store and maybe a review and let people know what they can expect when they listen to this podcast because that helps people find us. And finding us is going to make your life brighter, right? You found us and your life is better for it. So help other people find us. Spread the word. Karma is on your side. Thank you so much and have an excellent year after 2012. Heck yeah.